Hey, SoundCloud listeners, this is Ed Van Ness. And I'm John Shannon. You found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. You can catch us live every Saturday at 10 a.m. by going to RadioTFI.com. Enjoy the show. Adios. See ya. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus, yeah? And change your behavior so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing your behavior so you won't get it. Think about changing your behavior so you don't give it to somebody else. Thank you once again there, Professor Medley, for that sage advice. And also thank you, Gerald, for that monolithic uh, lead in there and all that good stuff. So, I guess it is Saturday. Mm-hmm. It's July 11th. It's 2020. And you are listening to the Taxi Stand Hour, the Mothership Show, here on Radio TFI, from the Radio TFI, excuse me, Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota. I'm John Shannon. And from Queens, New York, high above the, in the Radio TFI Executive Tower, it is Mr. Ed Van Ness. Good evening. Or excuse me. Oops, 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 oops. Oops. Did I say oops? Yes, yeah, you did. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Kids and kittens. By the way, John, I had evening in my head too. Uh I we trust you've all for those of you who only join us here on Saturday mornings here on the mothership, welcome back after our our little brief hiatus. We've been. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks since we've seen you. We've been on all this past week on a, on the quarantine edition, but it's. We hope you've uh, you've rolled yourself out of bed. You've got your hot steaming cup of Joe or whatever it is that kicks your day off. Maybe a little bacon and eggs to you know to get your day going. You've settled down. You've got your crossword puzzle or your Sudoku, and you're going to exercise your mind while you give us a listen. Good morning. Well, this this show is supposed to exercise their mind, isn't it? Well, it's kind of like exercise. We exercise your mind. It's like taking a walk around the park while eating a jelly donut. It's you know, it's kind of yes, kind of not. Jelly donut that actually sounds good. I haven't Doesn't had one of those. And Man, I could go for a Dunkin' Donuts jelly donut, right? Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. By the way, did they- you ever like? Did you like uh, Krispy Kreme donuts? You know, when Krispy Kreme first showed up to Fort Lauderdale, low so many years ago, they were they were all the rage. And I, you know, I tried them, and I tried, you know, I got them fresh out of the oven when they were hot, you know, fresh, fresh, fresh. But you know what? I found out I liked them. But you know what? It is really like eating a pound of cement. Those things are heavy. 
oh my goodness there's there's just a lot going on there they're good but that's something boy oh boy i i know i would never move off the sofa if i you know if i started consuming those bad boys oh no 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 they just were always i didn't care for that sugar glazing mm. that they had that um that's my problem my blood sugar spikes just thinking about it. <laughs> God. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I do like jelly donuts. Yeah. Haven't had them for a while. We just now started getting Dunkin' Donuts out here about a couple of years ago. Really? Really? Yeah. They, they were, I'm sure they were here a while ago, but uh, they've come back with a vengeance now. They're expanding. They're, they're making themselves known. Yes. Now, I Hold think on. Dunkin' Donuts coffee is outstanding. By the way, they're not Dunkin' Donuts anymore. They're just Dunkin'. They're just called Dunkin'. Yeah. That's correct. That is correct. Uh, I'll tell I you what. I do remember. I'll tell you what I, what I kind of, I, I tried and I didn't, uh, I didn't think I'd like uh, their breakfast menu. Oh, really? Really. There was, there was a, when, back, uh, back last fall when I was up in the mountains uh, during that job. Uh, there was only, but from our our warehouse to the the main set where they were for about three weeks, there was only really one place in between. It was a forty five minute drive in the mountains. There was only one. There was a gas station, and it had a Dunkin' Donuts in it, you know, a convenience store and all that. And I tried their breakfast sandwich for the first time there, and I got to tell you, it was I I liked it. I liked it. They do a good job of. Uh, of getting your day started. I'm not a coffee yeah. drinker, so I can't I can't comment on the coffee. But oh, co- I tell you, I'm getting to the point my age now where uh, I gotta have a cup of coffee. Yeah, your body is made up of forty uh, percent coffee right now. Pretty much. Oh, hey, you know we got kind of a uh, a new viewer, if you will, to our uh, or at least. Maybe not a new viewer, but maybe uh, uh, first time he's actually commented, I think. On the Ethan, scope. On the scope, yes. Thank you. Uh, good evening. 10 p.m. from Perth, Western Australia. Well, good evening, sir. Give me old school cinnamon dusted donuts. Yeah, I've ooh, had those before. I've. Ooh, that's. Uh, <laughs> that's. Uh, of course, that'll raise the blood sugar just about as much as yeah. the damn Krispy Kreme, too. <laughs> welcome, welcome aboard, young man. We're happy to have you with us today, and uh, we've seen your tweets, and we appreciate it. Uh, and let's, uh, we're going to move on now. Tell, tell, tell your buds, tell your pals. I know it's Saturday night at 10 p.m. down there, and um, anyway, we appreciate you being here. Don't, don't let me get to, uh, see, now I got myself thinking like it's nighttime. Yeah, well, there you go. We're doing See, the quarantine edition all over. That's again. right. For him, it's perfectly fine. We can say good evening. We can we can do all that. Uh-huh. Uh, hey, what? Before we get started, for for those that may or may not have, again, that may only be uh, Saturday morning listeners. Uh, why don't Why don't we go over the big uh, personal headline for you from last week? And uh, well, if if you don't mind. Oh, no, no. I, I don't mind at all. Um, geez, what part of it do you want? My, well, let's start uh, Let's start with the first part. 
with Annie. We'll start. We'll start from the beginning, I guess. Yeah. Well, my, <laughs> well, the lovely Granny Annie. Uh, ironically, on our seventh anniversary, uh, wound up, uh, wound up in the hospital. She was having issues with uh, st- stomach pain and with. Uh, uh, different things going on. Her, nutri- her nutrition levels were just completely in the toilet. No pun intended. Uh, and they wound up admitting her. The day before, she just uh, she had decided that she better uh, take a um, take a COVID test. Well, that COVID test turned out negative. The COVID test they took when she um, when she arrived at the hospital, and that's just standard procedure, was also negative. Six days later, it turns up positive. And... Uh, so she's not only fighting the tummy issues, she's now fighting uh, fighting COVID. They've moved her to a special hospital that has dealt, that de- deals uh, strictly with COVID patients. And, uh, oh, geez, you want to go into the part where my taxi company screwed me over to? That's uh, whatever you want to cover. I just, oh. I, I just don't want to leave the Saturday morning, folks. Well, and... and well, with that, excuse me. With that, the uh, my company, I must have made the mistake of telling one of my passengers that my wife was in the hospital. No, that's and, not what, that's not what you told them. You told her that huh? you went and took a test. I went and took a test, but I also told them that my wife was in the hospital with COVID. Of course, she didn't listen. The the, the passenger must not have listened to the part where I told her that she had already had two negative tests and uh, more than likely she caught the COVID uh, in the hospital. So anyways, I've been, I got bounced from my uh, company suspended, I guess is probably the word I, I should use. I got suspended for uh, uh, until I could come up with the results of this test which, by the way, now it's been seven days since I took that test. What I, I still don't understand. What is the point? Okay. Well, uh, without rehashing that here, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you want to hear the entire process that we went through, uh, if you go to SoundCloud and, and dig up the July 8th uh, edition, version of the quarantine edition, we we spend pretty much the whole show discussing this back and forth and uh again i don't want to rehash the whole thing john but i just thought we should just lay that out there so that it's not uh again for the saturday morning listeners who may or may yeah. not have heard that so if you want to hear it hear the whole and we did we spent uh, pretty much the entire show on it uh much to your surprise actually <laughs> as i remember I, I you know what this show is about Basically, a stream of consciousness. I, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Uh, 
you go, you pull onto a taxi stand, you may talk about the industry, you may talk about your left shoe. You never know where the conversation's going to go. That's the whole point of it. There is nothing off limits here. And, and there's, look, we may plan out a show. I've got, uh, what, two, four, six, I've got 20 pieces of audio here. We may not play one. Uh, or I may run out. Who knows? Uh, you know, the conversation takes us where the conversation takes us. Right. Again, exactly. Like, like any good taxi stand. And then. And by the way, you could join us on this taxi stand if, if you, you can. So desire. Yeah, you can. Well, I'll be. Um, uh, join us, 754 800 chat. 754 800 2428. Also, you can do what Ethan uh, uh, has done if you're watching us on the on the scope. The scope. You, you can uh, drop by and add a comment and hey, we'll even we'll even read it off the or read it on the air here. Uh, as long as there's plenty of profanity and other, <laughs> as long as you make fun of John or mention donuts, if you mention donuts, yeah, keyword donuts here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're on a donut mode now. It's uh, I haven't had a Dunkin' Donut jelly donut in uh, since the last time I worked, which is maybe before that. A hundred and how many uh, days? Well, it's day one eighteen that I'm in. Uh, I'm on lockdown. Uh, so before that, let me see. Yeah, no, that week out. No, it's probably been since before the new year, since I've had a, a, a Dunkin' Donuts donut, jelly donut. So, oh, don't worry. I'm, I'm doing way, okay. They... I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm hanging in. <laughs> well, hang in there, brother. That's all I can say. <laughs> but I, you know, I'm just going to tell you here before we fly on, we have a Dunkin'. In um, one of our suburbs here, that is paired up with, of all things, Baskin Robbins. Hey, thirty-one flavors, baby. Thirty-one flavors. Now you want to talk about a building filled with decadence? Oh man, that's just strip me naked and let me jump in a big vat of. By the way, one of the coolest logos on the planet, Baskin Robbins. Yeah, one of the coolest yeah. logos on the planet. But fond uh... childhood memories of. Baskin Robbins. We didn't have Baskin Robbins. We yes. Had, oh, you didn't. Okay. No, we didn't. We had uh, we had Carvel. Carvel. I've uh, heard of that. Yeah, Fudgy the Whale and. Oh. Yeah, it, Tom Carvel was the uh, the 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 TV commercials were legendary for how bad they were. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your fa- What's your favorite Baskin Robbins ice cream? I don't have a favorite because my favorite ice cream period is vanilla. Really, I'm I'm not. Uh, I used to delve into strawberry as a kid. Uh-huh. Uh huh. My chocolate, my forays into chocolate are are extremely limited. Uh, for instance, I just had a chocolate Entenmann's donut. Uh, so I'll eat that, but that's mostly for the white cake inside. Oh. Uh, uh, I I don't mind the the chocolate outside. I uh. I, I chocolate ice cream? No, absolutely not. Boom, out huh. the door. Nope, no. Now, if there's some chocolate on a birthday cake, well, it's birthday cake. It can't be all bad. There you go. By the way, I, one of the best com- combinations ever: birthday cake and beer. You just can't. 
Okay. Yep. I'm going to have to take your word on that one. Uh, well, maybe you shouldn't. At your next birthday party. <laughs> Seriously. I, every birthday. I, look, I haven't been to a kid's birthday party in a, in a, in a coon's age. Uh, but every birthday party I've been to in the last 40 years or so, there was beer being served. There you go. Take a bite of cake. By the way, something we haven't done in a in a couple of weeks, uh, the stock prices. The stock prices. Now, this is just from fri- Friday, yesterday. I don't have last week's prices because I didn't think to look them up. There's a lot of things I didn't do this morning that I had said. Anyway, Uber, down two pennies from, uh, from uh, I don't know, I guess from Thursday. Uh, oh, that's cl- right. Yeah, closing the week at thirty-three dollars and fourteen cents. Lyft actually moved up from the day before, I presume, uh, up eighty-six cents to thirty dollars and seven cents. Uh, so there you go. You got Let's, that. Well, while we're in the industry, and I know you don't have much on it, and if uh, Jafar or anybody else that listens to us from. Uh, Canada. The Toronto area maybe can uh, expand anyhow you choose to, you know, either by tweet or anything else. What the hell is going on with your insurance up there? Uh, our great friend, the queen of all hacks, Praise Christine queen. Hubbard, uh, was not uh, had tweeted something about uh, their insurance. Uh, what did it go on? It, it, it was like a huge... Spike, I, if I'm not mistaken. The tweet I read, there was one gentleman, his insurance jumped $5,000 for a year. And uh, I guess he pulled his cabs off the road. I don't, I, I only read the one tweet. Well, there was a second tweet where she kind of alluded to it, but there was no details. And unfortunately, I did not take the time to investigate it. I should have. I did not. I apologize for that. But yeah, if anybody up there in, uh, in beautiful Ontario uh, can tell us what the province is doing as far as uh, insurance goes, what this is all about, we would love to hear from you. 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428. Uh, get a hold of us on the Twitter, at Taxi Stand Hour, or even if you're, if you're on the Twitter, you can uh, click on us right now and look at our s- smiling mugs. And uh, easy, John. Easy, and uh, and that'll take you take you right to uh, Periscope, the scope, where you can comment directly right there. Uh, so, uh, if you have any information, we'd we'd love to hear it. We 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 apologize for not doing our research on this. We should have. We dropped the ball on this one. Fumble, fumble. Leon, so, Leon, let I the forgot. ball go. You don't, you don't know what I'm talking about. Leon, let. I forgot when Thank, uh, Thanksgiving Day, Dolphins are playing the Cowboys, and uh, it was snowing in the old Texas stadium. Le- uh, the ball got fumbled into the end zone. All Leon let had to do was to uh, let it go. He touched it, making it a live ball. Dolphins win. Dolphins score. Dolphins win. Oh, it was a beautiful day. <laughs> the Dolphins marched into the frozen tundra of Texas Stadium and kicks them cowboy ass. Yeah. Oh. Damn. I, 
before that, uh, I was just going to ask, do you remember if Christine said that Uber and Lyft are paying the same amount of, or supposedly paying the same amount of insurance as, as the uh, taxis and the uh, livery cars? I don't recall if she mentioned it. My bet would be no. Yeah, I was going to. Because I was going to say. At least here in the States, the only place where they do is New York City. Right. Uh, I think you've got the same weak-willed politicians up there that allowed all this to to happen. And uh, so I'm going to I'm going to guess no. I'm going to, I'd like to be wrong. I hope I am wrong. And again, uh, anybody with a little knowledge on the subject, feel free to contact us. We, we are very, very interested, especially John, because he might be scooting over there and and Toronto's not far from where John is. He can make it in a day. Oh, absolutely. Because he'll be working. That would actually be a nice drive. I've, I've done that before. Okay. Back so, back when I enjoyed road trips, I actually drove from uh, I actually drove from uh, Minnesota to Windsor, Ontario. Uh, Ethan, you are absolutely correct. It's it's never been a level playing field. We uh, we oh we've said that from day one, long before John and I ever hooked up together. I was you know we've all known it was never. Pl- level playing field you guys have had the same issue uh down there in australia we 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 know that we've been through uh if you're not familiar new york city is the only place in the states where uber lyft and and and, well basically uber and lyft they the drivers have to have the same license as the cab drivers they have to carry the same insurance uh they they are treated exactly like the taxis and and the, and the limos, except for the fact. Well, up until recently, uh, they you know unlimited numbers, unlimited numbers. But uh, other than that, outside of this city, and that's where I happen to be right now. Um, you, uh, it, it's it's wild west. By the way, I have my New York City hack license. I got that last year. Uh, after I relocated back here, uh, if you're not familiar with that story, uh, briefly, uh, I moved here for a different job. But until things got started, I I decided, well, it's the one thing I know. I know how to drive a cab. Uh, granted, every city is different. Uh, but I got my New York City hack license. It took me two weeks and 700 plus dollars. Now, mind you, it took me two weeks. They give you 90 days from the start to the finish. Uh, I did it because I wasn't working and I had the time to do it. So I just crammed it all in. Uh, I made that my job for two weeks. Some, some people, it takes them, uh, months to complete the process because heck, you got to go sit in a classroom for 24 hours. Uh, so you do make an investment in that license about time and money. Uh, and again, as opposed to a lot of other places where, oh, you got a face and you're breathing. Oh, it doesn't necessarily have to be your face. But okay, you can be an Uber driver. So anyway, ju- that just covers that. Just so, just, are you going to renew when the time comes? Isn't that a two-year deal? It's a three-year. Uh, well, three-year, I, okay. I, I have to take an annual drug test, which I did. I talked about this. I did it a couple of months ago. Uh, I'm going to keep it active, at least for now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
I'll re- I'll re- you know, I'll take the drug test next next year. And then we'll see from there. I I I mean, it's right now it's it's sitting in my back pocket and where it's going to come in handy is if the uninsurance unemployment insurance dries up. I can still go out and make a buck somehow. I'll figure out a way to make a buck. I've I've got my hack license. I've got my CDL license. So yeah. I I am I will figure out a way. Uh, I've got those. I never gave them up. This is why I made such a big stink about making sure my my CDL license was was in order before I made the move from Florida to New York. Right. Because I didn't want to have to go through all that. Although I hadn't used the CDL in in years, in years and years, uh, <clears throat> I went through too much to get it, and I don't think I could pass the test again. To be quite honest, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not the driving portion. It's never the driving portion. When I first got my uh, CDL commercial driver's license. <laughs> One of it is, one part of it is you have to go into the engine compartment and there's 20 some odd parts in there that you're required to know. And they will, and they will ask you to pick out, I think it was seven and they will say, pick out this part, that part, the other part pointed out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You had to know the engine. I barely squeaked. That was the only thing I was worried about. I wasn't worried about the driving portion. I wasn't worried about the written test. I wasn't worried about any of that. It was the engine compartment. I'm not a mechanic, not by any stretch of the imagination. Bus breaks down, I'm on the phone. <laughs> There's no, yeah, any, hey. anything beyond Job fix it. By the way, by the way, the, the about ninety percent of issues with buses are resolved by simply restarting the bus. No joke. Really? <laughs> really? Huh. <laughs> At least it's something, something new I learned. (laughs) It's been my experience, except for the time that I broke an axle. Uh, My very first day as a county bus driver. (laughs) I was on my way to start the route and I turned into the little mall where the bus station was. The rear axle broke. (laughs) Oops. So anyway, uh, you got anything else? Because I want to start. Uh... Well, it's funny. Nothing nothing along the lines we're talking about here other than I was going to tell you my favorite Baskin-Robbins ice cream well, was but... Rocky Road. Rocky Road. Oh, okay. <laughs> what, is, what is Rocky Road, by the way? Rocky Road is a combination of your favorite chocolate ice cream. Mm-hmm. Uh, some form of nut. Uh <laughs> I, I don't, well, there again, that's down your road, but. Uh, hey, now! <laughs> Sometimes you feel and like. And marshmallow. Not, sometimes, yeah. Marshmallow? Yeah. Marshmallow, that's, like a marshmallow cream. Sometimes like, it's even little baby marshmallows, you know. That sounds like a gooey mess. It is delicious. Absolutely delicious. So, real quick here, I'm sitting here, I just happened to. Flip over to Facebook real quick just to make sure everything went through uh, well on that end. Ew. Huh? Ew. What? Facebook? Just just say no to Facebook, man. 
Oh, I, I, I still, I still like Facebook. I mean, yeah, I, then again, you like Rocky Road, so there you go. So your president has a uh, my president has has an has an ad up here, basically now trying to connect uh, Joe Biden uh, with the uh, uh, Antifa riots and all that other garbage that went on here not too long after uh, George Floyd was killed. So yeah, and the. Uh, the uh, tag on it says you won't be safe in Joe Biden's America. Really? Nice, nice, nice try. Really? Yeah. From the, from the people that just uh, commuted Roger Stone's sentence. Mm-hmm. The, uh, you know, and it truly is. It's the best description of him. He's a Batman villain. He's a yeah, dirty, he... he's a dirty trickster by his own, that's his own words. And that's his Batman villain name, the dirty trickster. Uh, but, uh, look, if you're a buddy with, with Trump, you play golf with them, everything's going to be fine. And, and, and keep in mind, uh, the irony is not lost that the reason Stone was convicted was for lying about something Trump was involved in. I, I'm beginning to join the, the, the small but growing vocal crowd that believes that Trump resigns before the election. And this move right here that he just did, that is something that an incumbent does, a lame duck president. Because the political damage on this, granted, he's got his 37% that will vote for him. You know, it doesn't matter. He could, he could shoot 85 people on Fifth Avenue uh, and it wouldn't matter. Hopefully, I get to pick the eighty-five people. But uh, <laughs> hey, look, I got some. I got some audio here. Uh, again, we weren't ready for the for the stone thing. I hope to have more on it by Monday night when we come back. Uh, but let's. We we kind of got a little a little uh, backlog, if you will. I'm a little backed up since we've been gone for for a couple of weeks and. Uh, you know, there's stuff you can take for that. And I have, and they say Rocky Road. That's the <laughs> Oh. Oh, that's what it looked like. You horses patoot. <laughs> hey Rocky, watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. I am I want to be best friends with anybody that can do a spot on bullwinkle impression. That to me is a talent. Dave Coulier from Full House was great. He, I loved his Bullwinkle and his Popeye. Anyway, uh, I want to start off here. I mean, Ed's, Ed's little audio village here. This is much better seen on the video, but the, the message comes across with the audio. This young lady put this video out a couple of weeks ago. And uh, Isabella Sosa, find her on Twitter, find her on, on Instagram. She, uh, <laughs> as funny as it is to listen to, the video is just 
She's sitting in her car when she does this. I was at Walgreens and there was this woman who refused to wear a mask, even though it's mandatory in my county right now. And she was being super rude to the employee there saying, I don't need to wear one. This is my friend. America's free. And so another lady in the store comes up and starts spraying the signature Bath and Body Works scent, warm vanilla sugar all over her face and was like, bitch, I bet you wish you were wearing a mask now. And it was crazy. But you know what? I'd do it again. <laughs> The best part of the video, I mean, it's it's great, but is to see her facial expressions and and her, you know, the, the she she's just enough sass. She's about twenty years old, I guess, young lady. Uh, it was just so funny to watch. I think it's a hoot and a holler. And, and getting caught back up, this is from, jeez, uh, this is almost two weeks ago. We played this the other night on our triumphant return uh, Monday night. But I want to play it again. There was a county commission meeting in Palm Beach County, Florida. Uh, my former neighbor to the north, uh, the next county up from Broward. And the county commissioners were having a meeting about making mask and face coverings mandatory. Well, the great thing about America is that everybody has the freedom of speech. And, the, and they're given the opportunity to come up and uh, make, make their opinion known about wearing a mask. Here's just a few. I don't wear a mask for the same reason I don't un wear underwear. Things gotta breathe. <laughs> Thank you for your comments, ma'am. And they want to throw God's wonderful breathing system out the door. You're all turning your backs on it. In the beginning, God formed man out of the earth and breathed his breath in him, and he became a living soul. Where do you derive the authority to regulate human breathing? What you say is the political dogma that they're trying to shove down our throats on every commercial, in every store, and it's disgusting. Every single one of you that are obeying the devil's laws are going to be arrested. And you, doctor, are going to be arrested for crimes against humanity. Let me ask you all, do you believe you're God? Do you believe you can override God's divine plan for our lives? You're removing our freedoms and stomping on our con constitutional rights by these communist dictatorship orders or laws you want to mandate. We will get together and do a citizen's arrest on every single human being that goes against the freedom of choice. Okay? You cannot mandate you literally cannot mandate somebody to wear a mask knowing that that mask is killing people. It literally is killing people. Every single one of you have a smirk behind that little mask, but every single one of you are going to get punished by God. You cannot, you cannot escape God. You cannot escape God. I'm going to say that again. You cannot escape God, not even with the mask or six feet, okay? Six feet, like I said before, is military protocol. You're trying to get the people to train them so when the, the cameras, the 5G comes out, what? They're, they're going to they're gonna scan everybody. We got to get scanned. We got to get temperatured. The kids have to go to school with masks. Are you insane? Are you crazy?
I think all of you should be in a psych ward right the heck now. Much of our communication is nonverbal, which includes facial expressions, gestures displayed, and the physical distance between the communicators. How will young children be able to know who the dangerous deviants are, like pedophiles and people in the human sex trafficking? You did not listen to we the people. I would die for that country. I would die for the Constitution. You know what? You disgrace me. You know why? You did not listen to we the people. You made your decision. I haven't worn a mask yet. I'm not wearing it today. Besides, despite what you guys do up here today, I'm not wearing one tomorrow. I was born free. I will stay free. My rights come from God, not from you. I'm not wearing it. You're going to have to hold me down and put it on me. We are a nation of shared values, of freedom, liberty, equality. We are home of the free, land of the brave. This is America, as someone else spoke. This is not Cuba. We are not in a communist nation. And I say Trump 2020, and I hope every one of you gets voted out who votes for a mask here today. Shame on you for voting for a mask. Thank you, this man. Is a, and I also heard you say this is a democracy, and I'm sick and tired of hearing you say that. It's a republic. Just remember, kids and kittens, these people vote, so should you. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I just... I, I just felt that was something that we needed to we needed to hear. I mean, we've got a lot we're going to get through, but granted, everybody's entitled to their their right to speak, uh, even if they're cuckoo birds. Uh, but you're entitled to your opinion. As so, I got a question for you. Sure. I was thinking of this analogy here uh, during the week last week. Okay. If they issue a mandatory evacuation for, let's just say, for instance, an imminent flood. And they say, they tell you, okay, either you evacuate or you're going to have to wait when it's due time to get plucked mm-hmm. off your roof. Right. Uh, wouldn't you evacuate? Well, if it was a man, you know, a mandatory no. evacuation. No, you'd be well. First off, that is the definition. People believe, uh, think that mandatory evacuations mean you have to leave. No, what it really means is there ain't gonna be no help for you. Well, now that's true too. First responders are leaving. Now, uh, I, I'll I'll go back to Hurricane Katrina. Uh huh. And there was a woman on the Gulf Coast who, uh, a- after the storm. She said they were talking to her, and of course she lost everything, and but they barely made it out. She said, I, I've never left for a hurricane in all my years living here, and I convinced my daughter and my granddaughter to stay with me. We almost died. I'll never do that again uh, because I thought I was smarter than the people, you know, the scientists and all that. I, I wish I could remember her name but I can see her face and look, I went through this with hurricanes down in South Florida. Uh, and invariably you hear every time there was an impending storm. And again, we were very fortunate over the years. We, we only, we rarely got hit. We only had two 
through storms of any substance. Uh, Andrew and Wilma. Well, Wilma was the direct hit, but but you always heard the same thing from people. Oh, I don't think it's going to hit. What and, and what makes you think that that your opinion is stronger than the National Weather Service, the people who have dedicated their lives to this and know everything there is to know? Oh, I just got a feeling it's not going to hit. Well, I'm not willing to risk my life on your feeling. People used to used to give me crap about over preparing, especially when I had my business. I had a whole hurricane uh, protocol checklist. That uh, did you board up the windows on the cars? <laughs> well, we'll talk about all that some other day. But uh, when my partner Rick was still alive, we 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 created this. Uh, we spent, a, I think it took us about a week to really put it all together. What did we need to do? We prioritized. And what, if there's a storm coming, what do we need to do? What do we need to protect? How do we need to protect it? And guess what, kids and kittens? When the time came, uh, when Hurricane Wilma hit and destroyed our office, well, it was a good thing we had had that preparation because all of everything that needed to be preserved was preserved. The... Uh, the office computer was in the trunk of my partner's car. All the important paperwork was with me. Uh, you know, so, but anyway, let's, uh, let's move on. We got a lot to well, cover today. Well, the one thing too, is those people all saying, I wear a mask. I, I can understand it being, you're right not to wear a mask. I totally understand it mm -hmm. in a normal situation where not wearing a mask only affects you. If if you want to go go join a uh, you know go join a COVID party, maybe be the first one to catch it. You know, first on your maybe go do that. Unfortunately, you're not the only one that that is affecting. I totally, I truly believe that if everybody wore masks, we would have this licked within the course of a couple of months. Well, we're going to get to find that out now, aren't we? Now that everybody got their hair cut and had their beer for Memorial Day mm -hmm. and for 4th of July. Are you all happy now? You got out to the beach? You got it out of your system? You went to the bars. You went to the restaurants. How are you folks mm -hmm. in Texas doing right now? Florida, you just hit 10,000 cases per day. Per day! As a country, we're now at 70,000 cases per day. All of Europe does not have that amount. Did you have your beer? Did you have your corn fried steak? Did you have your uh, whatever you needed to get? Are you happy now? Okay, look, you pieces of, I've been sitting here for 118 days cutting my own hair and basically being locked down. Yeah, I get out a little bit here and there, but basically it's just for what I need to do. And here in New York City, we have beat this thing down. You know why? Because we followed the protocols. It was... Exactly. Wear a mask, stay indoors. Granted, it was winter, it was easier. I get it. I can't say this enough times. I get it. You want to get out. You got kids. They're, they're busting at the scenes. I get it. That being said, 
look around. Look around at the number of people that are contracting this. And don't give me this nonsense of 99%. If you do get this, this isn't one and done, as we're finding out the deeper we get into this. Many many times it's showing up to be there, there will be permanent damage to your respiratory system or other systems. I'm not a doctor. I don't even play one on TV. I do dabble on the radio, but that's neither here nor there. But look, that's not how I want to die on a ventilator. I've said it before. I've said it again. I'll say it again. I've been on a ventilator. Fortunately, I was out like a light. I know the effect it had on me when I woke up. Nothing permanent. I don't want. I don't want that. I don't want it for you. Even the stupid people on the planet have a right to live. And we just heard from about a half a dozen of them. Because you've been indoctrinated by by Captain Coppertone. Oh, by the way, while we're while we're at it. Because I just love to play the hits. Retail sales are at a record number, especially when you talk about increase. When you look at percentage increase, nobody's ever seen anything like it. So we're headed back in a very strong fashion with a V. And I think we're going to be very good with the coronavirus. I think that at some point uh, that's going to sort of just disappear, I hope. You still believe so? Disappear? Well, I do. I do. Yeah, sure. At some point. And I think we're going to have a vaccine very soon, too. That's from July 1st. We can only hope that he just disappears. Uh, yeah. Sometime soon. You know but, what the worst part of what you described there? Is that people who are hospitalized now for anything, whether it be COVID or, you know, staph infection, whatever it is, you know what? You're alone in that hospital. That no is visitors. correct. That is correct. You know, that has always, I don't know. I, I don't want to, I feel I'm playing Russian roulette when I say these things, but I don't really have a fear of dying. It's going to happen to everybody. My fear, quite frankly, is dying alone. Right. And if I go into the hospital right now, if I go in the hospital tomorrow, again, for whatever reason, because of this situation with COVID, if I died, I'm going to die alone. Mm, well, that's, and that's true. And, and, and look, there's, uh, it's, and it's not always about you. It's about the people around you. They want right. to have their opportunity to say, good, but look, you're going one way or the other. It don't matter. Yeah, no, you make, you're right. You make that trip by yourself. Been there, done that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> did you bring home a T-shirt? I did. I did. And, and you know, look, for different reasons, and we're not going to get into it now. Uh, those of you that know my backstory know my backstory. But uh, I have absolutely zero fear of dying, of being dead. What I have a fear of is an acme anvil coming out from the sky. It's how <laughs> I'm going to die. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I fear. Because I've already had the easy pass. I close my eyes and boom. <laughs> done and done well not so much done but uh and now i feel like the universe is gonna go well you had your chance we were we made it eat we made it super simple for you you didn't even know now you had to come back well it's not gonna be so easy the next time you know i feel like i need to contact wiley coyote and and, and get it get the phone number for acme i wonder if acme's on amazon that's uh 
We'll have uh, to look into that. Hey, speaking of uh, people and, and all that, listen to uh, Bush Bing Bang, your Medal of Freedom winner. Talk about uh, herd immunity, and this is from this past Monday. They're not telling you, they're not reporting the number of deaths per million. In other words, they're not reporting the survivability rate. The answer here, don't mandate closures. Don't mandate social, don't even mandate mask wearing. Encourage people who are old or who have a compromised immune system to stay quarantined, stay hidden away, do not go out. But let the young and the healthy go out and live their lives. Go ahead and live their lives and spread herd immunity because that's ultimately, till we get therapeutics or a vaccine, herd immunity is going to be the answer to this. You don't spread herd immunity, you nitwit. And as I, where was it that I heard this? It was a, it was overseas somewhere. Uh, I want to I want to say Brazil, but I don't think that's right. That herd immunity is a bunch of bunk. Yeah, there's you only- could you could very easily catch this virus. Two, maybe three times is from what, what we're hearing. Right. Well, herd immunity in and of itself, uh, theoretically, it works because eventually you're going to weed out the the, uh, the the sick, the weak. Just look at any show here. Here's a perfect example. Uh, I had the perfect example. Something like, uh, like The Walking Dead. Okay. Now that's kind of a bad example because everybody has it in them. But, you know... Look, some vi- yeah, you know, look, some people are going to be immune to it, others aren't. Eventually, just the immune people. Actually, Stephen King's book, The Stand. That's what I'm. The virus comes, wipes out most of the population, but there are people immune to it. That's a great story. It's a great book. Great, uh, you should certainly read it. Uh, it's fabulous. You'll never want to drive through a tunnel again. <laughs> oh, I, I can't even think about the Eisenhower Tunnel out in Colorado. But be that as it may, uh, yeah, long-term herd immunity can work, but at the cost of billions of lives. Right. You know, so, uh, but then again, Rush Limbaugh, he is our Medal of Freedom winner, so for, I'm still not sure why. Oh, he likes Trump, that's why. That's right, exactly. Uh, By the way, as we move on here, and I do want to get some of these out, We've got, this is from last last week. Again, Dr. Jeff Delavope. He's out of Texas. He's talking about ICU beds. Uh, and again, this is a week old. And, you know, we're a week further into this. I got 10 calls, all of whom young people who otherwise would be excellent candidates to be able to put on ECMO. They, they're so sick that if they don't get put on, they don't get that support, they're probably going to die. I had three beds. And just in making that decision, being able to figure out who, who really is going to benefit, it, it is a level of uh, decision-making that I, I don't think uh, a lot of us are prepared. And I think that's something that a lot of people aren't taking into account, that our medical professionals are having to make these Sophie's Choice decisions. Right. On a daily basis. And of course, the uh, what is it right now? I saw something this morning 
I think half of the ICU beds in the state of Florida are now full or just about full. They're, they're filling them up like, like they're giving away hot dogs. And, but think about these, these people that are busting their butt. And of course now PPE is an issue again. There doesn't seem to be enough of that to go around. Uh, apparently the last four months we learned nothing. No, apparently we learned nothing in the past four months. Uh, and I, I don't have, there was an article about it, but just the Mike Pence, you know who he says he's consulting now as a, as a COVID expert, his wife, Who's that? his wife. Uh, for those of you listening on the Redidio, John's eyes have now rolled back completely to the back of his head. That's no joke. <laughs> yeah, because she's she's in education, which means, oh, the justification was just so whacked out. And uh, yeah, oh, by the way, yeah, let's open them schools up too. Uh, here's Press Secretary Barbie talking about opening the schools. Kaylee, picking up on the coronavirus questions in schools, though, North Carolina, for instance, has seen a record high number of coronavirus-related hospitalizations, more than 1,000 today, and that's a five-day rising count for those hospitalizations. So it's the White House's position that schools in North Carolina and hard-hit areas by coronavirus should absolutely reopen next month? It is our opinion that schools should reopen. I'd refer you to Dr. Redfield, who said yesterday, head of CDC, uh, this virus has a very limited effect on kids. Um, he went on to say, unlike the flu, kids are not driving the transmission cycle. Uh, he's in agreement with Dr. Scott Atlas, Atlas, a former chief of neuroradiology at Stanford, who said children under 18 have virtually zero risk of death from COVID, virtually zero risk of serious illness, which was also underscored by Yale School of Public Health uh, professor Albert Coe. The bottom line is that the impacts of COVID-19 on children is minimal or very low compared to other age groups. But you know what is at risk for children is people not reporting child abuse is these very serious consequences um, that that are at play in the educational disparity I noted when kids stay home from school. Dr. Berg's also said yesterday, however, that there wasn't enough data on how this affects children because they weren't originally testing children at the same rate as adults. But to the point about places like, again, North Carolina, where they have been hard hit, you think that they should absolutely reopen next month? We believe uh, that they should absolutely reopen the schools in this country, that kids are at very low risk. And I would also quote to you the American Academy of Pediatrics. I, I would venture to say those 67,000 pediatricians care very deeply about the children that they treat. And they have said uh, that children and adolescents are at considerable, considerable risk of morbidity and in some cases mortality should they stay home from school. This president will fight for the health and well-being of children. Virtually, almost minimal you know you you don't children have a minimal risk of being arrested for drunk driving it doesn't mean it won't happen uh it doesn't mean they won't be affected by the car they this is part and again she brings up the child abuse thing at the end where 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 did that come out of where did that come out of the only child abuse from kids staying home at school is them them abusing their parents and their parents going nuts. Oh boy, am I glad I'm single right now. That's that's all I can say. Uh, but in all seriousness, they're, they're just crazy go nuts. Look, Trump, the only thing he had to run on was the economy, which wasn't his to begin with, but 
again, another conversation for another time. So that's gone to crap. That's, uh, that's gone. He wants the economy back open. You can't get the economy up and running while the kids are at home because people can't go, go back to work. Okay. That's all good and fine that the uh, that kids aren't uh, transmitting and they're not ki- they're not getting sick and what have you. That's fabulous. Are the kids going to teach themselves? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think you still need teachers. Now, I, the, I John, I could also be gonna, wrong in this. They're also going to drive themselves to school. Uh, yeah, how about that? And and they're going to live by themselves. They're not going to come home to parents or or, or or grandparents or you know people whose health may or may not be ideal. Uh, You're going to have but, a tricycle parking lot. <laughs> you don't need a lot of a lot of these poor children transmitting the disease. You only need one. Yeah. I don't want to see any kid. Look, I know every parent out there, every doctor, every school teacher, they, every principal, they want these kids back in school. There's a lot that goes on. My sister works in a school, in a, a, a elementary school, and she misses her kids. Like it's you know, you know, she also just wants to get back to work just to, uh, but you know. There's a lot of people involved here that all want to... We all want to go back to what it was in 2014 before we knew what a Trump was. Uh, We're all looking for that. And, uh, oh, by the way, one more quick one. Speaking of teachers, here's here's, uh, 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 Press Secretary Barbie on teachers and unions and clearly that the schools and the districts that are looking at this want to do it in the safest way possible and that's why there seems to be some disagreement on how to do that most safely well the president will always stand up to teachers unions who want to keep these schools closed because what is best for the child is for these schools to be open that is pretty clear ebony want to keep the schools closed ebony that's right teachers unions want the schools to stay closed John, the people on the scope are enjoying your your facial meltdown there, but why don't you speak up for the folks on the radio? You're muted, by the way. You're muted. It's probably a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. You know, it's a good thing that you do these video clips. I would go homicidal. If I had to deal that with that on a weekly basis and listen to some of this bullshit. You should see the stuff I don't bring out. Oh, my God. You should see just, the stuff that some of it is just, I'm like, I, I it's too long or it's just too, uh, very rarely will I pass on one because it's too stupid. That's, uh, oh, by the way, in hour number two, we, we got some stuff from Lady G that I can't wait to play. That's uh, Senator Lindsey Graham, who, by the way, uh, combined with your pal, old Buckethead there. Uh, so that's we get, we got more stuff we're going to play in hour number two. Uh, we got a few other things we're going to talk about. Uh, it's the quote-unquote lighter hour, but we got a little... There was a lot to talk about. We're playing catch-up from our week off, so 
He's playing ketchup. I'm playing mustard. There you go. Thing is we'll be back time. in a bit. Enjoy this in the meantime. See you on the other side. found the taxi stand hour the worst talk radio i've ever heard in my life on radio tfi Hi, this is Mike King. You want to talk to the guys at the Taxi Stand Hour? Call us at 754-800-CHAT. That's 754-800-2428. Join the conversation. We
That's right. Thank you. Thank you there, baby Oliver, for your rousing introduction. I still I still have to train him how to say it's Ed Van Ness. Oh, that's too many syllables. That's uh, Well, you know, actually he's getting close. All right. Well, when he gets there. Getting close. My name does not roll off the tongue as easily as others. (laughs) Moving on. Moving on. Oh, I was, I I just thought it was funny. I wasn't going to come up with anything to further slander there, if you will. Hmm. All right. Well, hey, welcome back. Hour number two of the Taxi Stand Hour here on Radio TFI and on The Scope. The Scope. Again, from the Northern Command uh, studio in Ian, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon. And if you're watching on The Scope, The Scope, on your left there, it's Mr. Ed Van Ness. Okay, yes, we know you have five fingers. I got five over here, too. Yeah, how about that? You can't see me. <laughs> oh man, God, you had me. I, I felt like I had to have like a dog collar on me because I just listening to some of that stuff. Oh, especially especially the one where they're saying that the teachers union what the te- teachers union wants to keep the School uh, schools closed. closed. By the way, good morning, kids and kittens. We covered that in the first hour. Yeah, but it's hour two now. It's a whole fresh new start. Although not really because we uh, we still got a lot to cover that normally would have yeah. been done in the first hour. Well, and, we're too busy talking about Rocky Road ice cream. I, well, I, it happens, I you know. And once again, it's a stream of consciousness thing. We try to keep things compartmentalized, but sometimes they overflow. Uh, so... Yeah, you know, I just before before you carry on, just it just made me think about this. All right. Well, on a taxi stand, at least in Vegas, I don't know if you've heard this in other. I don't know if they use this term in Fort Lauderdale or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But the first up guy on a taxi stand in Vegas was called the nut. No. Huh? No, I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. No, no I've seriously. never heard it. I never heard that. And so Ed and I are sitting here as we're first and second up. We really never know who's first up on this, but one of us is definitely the nut. And I ain't saying who. Well, you can tighten up whatever you like, pal. (laughs) All right. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. All right. Carry on, Montesquieu. I, I I've got such a such a variety here, and uh, let's start one on a little lighter. Uh, I saw this tweet come across. This is from uh, just two days ago. This is Lady G, or as you might know him, Senator Lindsey Graham. This is a campaign ad. Now hold on a second. Also features John John Shannon's favorite Fox commentator. Sean the Buckethead Hannity. 
This is quick. It's only a half a minute. Senator Graham's Democratic challenger raised, they say, a massive $14 million in the second quarter of this year. Well, where's all that money coming from? Uh, every liberal you can imagine, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Hillary Clinton, Rosie O'Donnell, uh, Barbara Streisand, I must be doing something right if all these people want to beat me. At the end of the day, folks, I hope you're paying attention out there. They're going to change your country if you don't go out and vote and bring a friend. Yeah, that's pretty much the idea, uh, Lady G, is we're going to change the country and get us back on track. Uh, and it was funny because the tweet you know, has this list of people that he mentioned. Oh, by the way, Rosie O'Donnell responded to the tweet, and, uh, and I added my name to the... Uh, Tens of thousands of people. Oh, me. I'm I'm contributing. You got a lot of Democrats are going to contribute to uh, uh, Jamie Harrison in South Carolina, and I, I, I'm I'm uh, Amy McGrath in Kentucky running against Moscow Mitch. Uh, you're going to see an awful lot of out of state Democrat uh, Democratic money being being filed uh, because these people. The sycophants need to go. And to be quite honest, every Republican senator right now, not one of them, not one of them could see the need for evidence and witnesses in the impeachment. Not one of them will talk about the bounties. By the way, we're a couple of we we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. uh, The bounties. But matter of fact, I'm going to do that right now. I've got. this is from, I'm about to play, is from an organization called VoteVet.org. And they've put this ad out. And as always, there's video attached to it, but we're just playing the uh, the audio. And please take a listen to this. It's VoteVet.org if you'd like to get more information on them. As the sun rose over Afghanistan this morning, 8,600 American troops started their day knowing Russia as bounties on their heads, paying Taliban militants to murder our troops, and the heartbreaking truth that their commander-in-chief deserted them, that he ignored the intelligence report dropped on his desk in February, too lazy to read it himself. And now, since the report was read out loud to him in June, days have passed, weeks have gone by, still no action. Not a call to his Russian master to stand down. Not a call to console the families left behind. When the sun sets over our troops in Afghanistan tonight, how many more bounties will Russia have paid out? Our troops deserve a whole lot better than a traitor like Trump. Again, again, that is votevet.org. That was from uh, yesterday. it is something to think about. Uh, he has not mentioned it. He has not said nary a word about it. Any other president would be up in arms. By the way, where are Republican senators not? Uh, you pay good lip service to the military. But now we've got, you know, three confirmed cases that I'm aware of. Of this going on. And we're not. We're not up in arms as a government, as a country, as as the executive branch. You'll tweet all day about the Confederate flag. 
and statues, but not one word about bounties on our... Uh... And by the way, here here's something from Press Secretary Barbie from almost two weeks ago. You, you, you said it was targeted leaking into the New York Times. Who's doing the targeting and why are they doing it? It's a, it's a great question, but these are rogue intelligence officers who are imperiling our troops' lives. We will not be able to get, very, very likely not be able to get a consensus on this intelligence because of what was leaked to the New York Times. And you have both the um, NSC, ODNI, and CIA all noting what damage this leaks does, not just to the safety of our troops, which is paramount, but to the ability of the United States to aggregate information from our allies uh, and have assets and ha get this valuable information. So who's doing it? It's Members of the IC are going after Trump? Is that what you're saying? It's it very possible could be and if that's the case it is absolutely despicable she is so good at, at at avoiding that question all the while putting a word salad out there that sounds like something simultaneously changing the topic and pointing the blame at somebody else she's a master at it press secretary barbie is and no i don't feel bad about demeaning her like that because she demeans herself every day she goes out there and lies does a better it's hard to believe that any better anybody was uh, better than uh uh una barbie or unibrow i should say oh sarah sanders yeah oh sarah sanders was horrible at it she had she had attitude she had you know no press secretary barbie does it with that pretty smile and those big eyes uh-huh you know you it's easier to look at her yes yes, yes i know it sounds sexist but i don't care about those people Look, generally the Democrats have the hotter women. Not in this case. She's uh, she's a babe. She's a babe. But, uh, oh, oh, here, this one will get you. And we're kind of hopping around right now, but I want to get uh, a lot of these in. Uh, speaking of the military, this is from Tuesday. This is my boy Tucker Carlson, Mr. Mr. Bowtie. This is him talking about Senator Tammy Duckworth. Duckworth, excuse me. Tammy Duckworth is a callous hack who ignored the suffering of actual veterans when it actually mattered. She has no moral authority. She is just a politician like the rest of them. She works for us. This is a democracy. She has an obligation to explain herself and answer our questions. And our first question would be, how can you lead a country you despise? And that's not something we would ask only to Tammy Duckworth, by the way. Hating America is a major theme in the Democratic Party right now. It's everywhere. Turn on the TV. By the way, for those of you not familiar, Tammy Duckworth not only served in the military, I, I'm at a loss right now for which branch. I think it was the Army. I could be wrong. Uh, and she gave up not one but two legs while serving her country. So uh, Tucker Carlson, while I know he's not a quote-unquote journalist, and this is uh, he's just fanning the flames. It's an opinion show. Right, it's an opinion show, and this is what's going to get Fox eventually shut down. But, I, I mean, I, I, I just find it, somebody had to sit there and say, you know what, let's go out and talk crap about uh, a, a decorated war veteran who gave up not one but two legs. Let's do that. You know, I really, I really hate this narrative that the Republicans are trying to put out there that just because we don't agree with their way of governing the country doesn't mean that we hate America. Right. America. Not in the least bit. I'll put a flag in my, in, on, uh, 
in my front yard, uh, you know, I for personal, you know, I'll I'll quote the uh, Pledge of Allegiance. Hell, I'll even stand and put my hand over my heart for the national anthem. If you choose not to, that's your right. Those people that are over in other countries fighting and in some cases dying for our freedoms. You hear that? Freedoms. You want to talk about your freedom uh, from not wearing a mask? It is my freedom if I want to stand for the national anthem or if I want to sit on my ass because maybe my legs are a little sore. It's that freedom that you so want to definitely throw at people who would just like you to wear a mask. Protect yourself. Protect me. Freedom works both ways, folks. And you people over there on the right, you don't have the trademark on the word. You don't have a trademark on the word America. America. Yeah, there you go. Well, All right, free- tapping now. Freedom is always, the problem with freedom, especially freedom of speech, has always been it's easy to defend people you agree with. Uh, it's always been easier to defend the people you agree with but to defend the people that you vehemently disagree with, to defend their right to speak. You don't have to like what I'm saying or even how I'm saying it. If you're listening to this right now and you don't like what I'm saying, you don't like what John's saying, and and I agree with you, I usually don't like what John's saying. Turn the switch off. Turn the dial, as they used to say. You rip the knobs off, go find them, glue them back on, change change the channel. Just just close your browser, close your phone if you're listening to us, and you disagree with me. And it's okay to disagree with with with, with my opinion. I'm fine with that. I you know, again, I like to believe I'm right about everything. And I've proven it on time and again. The only time I'm not absolutely right is when I'm wrong. But other than those times, I'm right 100% of the time. Maybe you don't care for that. Maybe you don't like the fact that uh, young Mr. Shannon and I come on here uh, weekly at 10 a.m. Eastern Time and pontificate about things we want to pontificate about. Well, you don't like it, you have two options. You can You can shut us off or you can call us at 754-800-2428, 754-800-CHAT. And come, exactly. and come and talk to us about it and give us your opinion. We'll listen to you. We'll listen to you. We will not hang up on you. We will not hang up on you. Unless, of course, you're being ridiculously stupid and can't behave like a human being on the phone. But other than that... Uh, we're happy. We'd be happy to have dissenting opinions. But you you people on the right, and I know none of you are listening, but freedom is hard. It's not easy. Do I always agree with the things I see out there? No. Are there things I want to change? You betcha. But 
if you're not breaking a law, if you're not inconveniencing somebody else, do your thing, man. If I don't, I don't like it, I can turn away. I can walk away. I can move on. But John, you're a hundred percent right on this one. This, if you don't have the same exact opinion, then you must obviously be wrong. Yeah, exactly. Speaking, you know what's funny? What's funny is is people pissing and moaning about the protesters who are spilling off on the spilling out onto the freeways and some of the major thoroughfares and what have you. Quit bitching about it. Find an alternate route. Mm. Find an alternate route. You know, I, hey, maybe you, you should take your head out of your... I ain't even going to say it. But know your environment. If, if, it, if the uh, protesters are going down Interstate 94 and got that all blocked off, Get off the damn freeway. Go through a couple of, you know, neighborhoods. It won't kill you. You know? People right now want to hear, hear have their voices heard. This is a hard time for them. They're a hard time for these people who are trying to fight for justice. You know? Mm-hmm. If it way. keeps them off a of main street, if it keeps people off a of main street and vandalizing businesses, hey, I'm I'm all for it. Let them march down the freeway. But you also have to remember any thought in your head that begins or includes the phrase I'll show them. <laughs> I'm going to drive down main street and I'll show them. They, you know. Uh-huh. This is how people get run over. And all that. Uh, I got a couple more here that I really, really want to get in. Uh, here's Trump talking about his tax audit. By the way, oh. we're never, we're never going to see those. Uh, never going to see him again. I'm under tax audit. I have been for a long period of time. We made a deal a long time ago, and once I ran for politics, that deal was like <laughs> uh, we didn't make it. It's a disgrace what's happened. We had a deal done. In fact, it was, I guess it was signed even. And once I ran or once I won or somewhere back a long time ago, uh, everything was like, well, let's start all over again. That was the other night from one of the Fox shows. Uh, he called in. It's gibberish. It's gibberish. And by the way, uh, Steve, Steve Mnuchin, the other Bond villain uh, in the Trump White House, he, he runs the Treasury Department. They're literally printing their own money. But um, he's got those. He, he runs the IRS. He runs the IRS. He could easily say, well, let's look in. He's had almost four years now. Let's look into that audit. Of course, he's not going to do that. Because no. Trump does not want people to know just how dirt poor he really, really is. Uh, here's one from the other Playing with the bank's money. Yep, and uh, doing the pinball thing here. Here's one uh, that came up uh, on the 7th. This goes back to June of 2015, when uh, before he had announced for, or maybe maybe he had announced, I don't know. But here, he was asked about the Confederate flag. There was an issue going on in South Carolina at the time. 
You're the lone Republican presidential candidate who has yet to weigh in on whether or not you think the Confederate flag should be flying above the State House in South Carolina. Do you think it needs to go? I think it probably does, and I think they should put it in the museum, let it go, respect whatever it is that you have to respect because it was a point in time, and put it in a museum. But I would take it down, yes. <sighs> I can't seem to make up my mind. Everything he, he, he espouses about, you can find the opposite of him saying the exact opposite. They, it, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's a wonderland out there. Uh, you know, one of my favorite people is uh, Raging Cajun, James Carville. I can't understand half of what he's saying. But boy, oh boy, I love the way he says it. Because he, <laughs> he, he suffers no fools. And he's been making his rounds on the uh, on the talk shows. This is from couple of days ago i think they were talking about the debate or whether they should debate or not uh of course you're seeing the, the these numbers and you can see these kind of numbers everywhere first of all the question is not is the senate gone the senate is gone the democrats will control the senate the, the question that we're looking at do we have 54 democratic senators or do we have 58 and in order to have 58 if, if trump stays in the race which i still think is somewhat doubtful then you got to have these debates because that'll get you there. And what I'm seeing now, Brian, is, is you know, I look at 538 in real kill politics. He's clocking in at 41 percent. That's it. And, and this is where this is going. I've been saying this for a long time. And we just got to keep the pressure on. These never Trumpers are doing a great job. The Biden campaign's doing a great job. We just got to keep pushing forward here and keep eye on the ball. But, no, he should debate. He absolutely should debate. Well, there you go. Uh, and another another person who knows, who's in the know, in the loop, so to speak, saying he doesn't think Trump will make it to the election. He thinks he'll resign. There seems to be uh, many well-informed people are, are of that opinion, that it, it seems unlikely that he will, that he'll most likely resign before the election. I don't have any reason to form this opinion, to tell you the truth. Other than I think that Trump is too much of an egomaniac to resign. I I agree with you. I agree with you. But that being said, oh, by the way, I keep getting text messages from the Trump campaign. They're a hoot and a holler. Uh, I'm going to make a collection of them sometime during the week. We'll read them off. Um, and if you're wondering what that's all about, tune in Monday. We'll talk all about it on Monday night. Um, where was I? Uh, no, I generally I agree with you, but I think he's also going to be more afraid of going to prison. I think, although I don't think he will personally. Uh, I think most of his family will. Um uh, and none of it's going to be federal. It's all going to be state where where a Mike Pence cannot uh, pardon anybody or commute a sentence, if you will. I do believe eventually Trump will turn on Ivanka as well. She'll be the last one. She'll be the last one for sure. But he's going to turn on her. They're, they're, nobody will be uh, safe. He is too much of an egomaniac. You know, blah, blah, blah. We all know what he is. 
and uh, Russia's not going to take him because they'll have no use for him. He's weak. Putin knows that. It's as always. It's going to be interesting. I hope we find out exactly what it is that Putin has on him. I'm more importantly, I want to know what Trump has on everybody else. And, and I firmly believe. I'll, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Uh, Lady G, Miss Lindsay, if if what he's holding on you is the fact that you have a preference outside the mainstream, uh, just fess up to it, man. Just fess up to it. Break free of the chains. Unless, of course, that's what you're into. In that case, you know, <laughs> remember your safe word. But... But, you know, don't, if it's just about a preference, then, uh, you know. <sighs> Thank you, San Francisco Taxi Cabs, for retweeting us. Uh, if it's just about a preference, man, uh, just, just, I, I can't believe you're doing this much harm. You're allowing this to happen to this country. Uh, it, it, it isn't about country. Oh, not now. It's it, not. It's it's about how you finance, how you raise your note, your oh, what's the word I'm trying to say? Your oh, Jesus, I hate this when this happens. How's that uh, Alzheimer's coming along? Oh, I hey, I I, I honestly, <laughs> you honestly I thought don't I was know. getting. You forgot. I, I, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are you thinking um, of the word self-worth, your own value, your own? Yeah, th thank you. That's that's what I'm here that's for. That's not exactly the word, but yeah, that's uh, uh, those are good comparisons to the word I was think, trying to think of. But Synonyms. Yeah. Thank you. Not cinnamon. Uh, not like the donut. Not cinnamon are... dusted donuts. No, no, you're, no. Uh, absolutely. Although that does sound mildly appealing right about now. Yeah, yeah. I like good and strong cinnamon, I like, by the way. I don't, I don't know about strong, but I can take a little cinnamon oh. here and there. She was one oh. of my favorite dancers at the Spearmint Rhino. Hey, but that's another. Her and faith and hope. And, oh, I had faith and hope, let me tell you. Moving on. Oh, <laughs> Florida is so, by the way, yeah, I'm going to get off on a tangent here. Here we go. Florida, I, unless it's different, was different over there in Broward County. I know Orlando and that particular county. What stripper wears pasties in, in the uh, in the 21st century? Well, huh? it just depends on where you are. And what the, it all depends on the local ordinances. Okay? Oh, what's the point? First, I shouldn't talk. St. Paul, it's like pheasant under glass. I don't understand. St. Paul about, um, oh, Christ, I'll bet it's 30 years ago and enacted an ordinance. Yes. Where basically the dancer's area is a separate address. Oh, really? And Yeah. And we have one one strip or one strip club left in the city of St. Paul proper. And the dancers literally are dancing behind glass. Yeah. That's that's why I call it pheasant under glass. Oh, oh, there's a physical barrier. Yeah, there's a physical barrier. While while the uh 
while the dancer is unclothed. Right. Now, she can come back into the main area with properly whatever, you know, not, you know, stressed scantily, obviously, but nope, if she's, uh, if she's showing actual flesh, she has to be behind the glass. Hmm. That's just St. Paul. Minneapolis has weird ordinances themselves. Okay. You were Minneapolis, going. You were going somewhere with that, but. Well, yeah, I just uh, you mentioned Spear, you mentioned Spearmint Rhino, and well, there went my mind in that direction. Speaking of strip clubs and people you'd like to see up swinging on a pole, take a listen to this. It's funny. This this because I know I know this is your personal fantasy to see this person on a pole. And I'll just end with a little global aside, which is the research that's being done about how much better countries run by women have done during the COVID pandemic <laughs> from New Zealand to Taiwan to Germany to Finland, etc. And, you know, maybe it's not a very big sample, but the kind of inclusive leadership that actually uh, followed the evidence and listened to science uh, has proven to be uh, quite effective. How about that? How's your gal Hillary? Oh, okay. <laughs> He's looking at me like, Hillary? Hillary who? Oh. You want to see her up. Have, up. have I have I ever told you that <laughs> and I'll probably have to I'll probably have to burn my uh my democratic uh uh, uh voter card here. Uh-huh. I've never been a big Hillary fan, to be honest with you. So you had to be. Never really been. I just she has just now it's it's funny. Biden has added Biden has attitude too, but Hillary has a tendency to be con- condescending. I still can't get it out of my mind when she came here uh visiting uh, like a cafe or something like that when she was campaigning. And um there was a young African America uh, African American a uh, girl who was uh, posing a few questions, and she finally got she got bored with the conversation, and basically said, "Well, why don't you run for something?" In a very condescending, nose up in the air type attitude, I never well, couldn't. Well, I'm going to get over that. I'm going to stop you right there because you don't know. At least you're not indicating. <clears throat> excuse me. How the questions were being presented. Or how well, she I don't know. Me. I listened to five minutes of it. Okay, well, I haven't. So I, I'm, look, I'll be the first to admit that Hillary Clinton is not exactly, she doesn't skyrocket to the top of the personality polls, at least in public anyway. Uh, but that being said, there are about 140,000 dead, dead people that I promise you wish they had voted for Hillary now. Well, this is true, I, and I voted for her myself. Absolutely voted. There was no way in hell I wanted Donald Trump well, to win that election. Well, again, and, the, the good news as far as that goes is that everybody that held their nose and voted for Trump is uh, letting their nose go. And I just hope they don't vote third party and just kind of screw the pooch. Yeah, there. Yeah, let's vote for Kanye West. Still my favorite tweet. Uh 
Kanye West could shoot Trump on Fifth Avenue, I'd still vote for Joe Biden. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we got oh couple, what else you got there? We got a couple friend. more, couple more, just to just to clean the plate here. Uh, this is from our, our good friends over at the Lincoln Project. Who, by the way, if you don't follow these folks, man, they got some of the best ads coming out. Uh, this is a bunch of former Republican operatives, Rick Wilson, Steve Schmidt, uh, to name a few, to name two, to name the only two I can think of off the top of my head. And some of the ads they put out are just, uh, and this is one, this is from last week. Donald Trump is playing pretend again, saying he's the one to take on China. They can't wait. They know who Donald Trump is. Weak, corrupt, ridiculed. China beats him every time. No matter what he says, China's got his number. Trump even begged Chinese leader Xi to help him win re-election. Like a dog. Trade negotiations? China won. Trump's tariffs? They laughed as Trump hit American families with higher taxes. Trump's trade war? Farms and small businesses went bankrupt. China's military? Expanding without American leadership in the region. President Xi? Trump rolls over for China's president every time. Is it Ivanka's secret deals in China? Is it the 250 million debt Trump owed the Bank of China? It doesn't matter, because when it comes to Trump, China can't lose. The Lincoln Project is responsible for the content of this advertising. Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? Yeah. There was something... You know what worries me, Ed, about Uh, China? What's that? Is the day that China calls in uh, calls in the marker, if you will, right for all this debt that this country has uh, with China. Right. One of these, I just, I'm afraid. One of these days, if if China wanted to, they could stop. You know, you're gonna you're gonna insult us. You're gonna, you know, you're gonna name of uh, a flu, this pan you know, this pandemic, the China virus. You're just gonna be a general jerk. You know, how many trillions of dollars does this country owe China? You know, what? What happens when China says, well, you know what? Time to pay up. What the hell are you itching with that damn thing? You don't want to know. I Well, and, no, and, I guess you're right. I and by really the way, it's but. scratching. I have an itch and I'm scratching it. You're not Good itching Lord, it. Look like you were digging for gold with the thing. No, no, it's at the bottom of my back, the base of my back. Okay, yeah. <laughs> don't worry about it. I believe you. I don't think you do. I don't think you do. You just never know. Well, the only thing we have left on the big uh, cartboard here is we haven't heard from our uh, our opposition, Brent. Oh, we haven't heard from him in a while, have no, we? No, we have not. But Brent was... Uh, he was right there for the whole uh, the Fourth of July speech at uh, 
Mount Rushmore, and he's he's got a thing or two to say. So let's uh, let's bring Brent on. So I just seen on Fox News that my president and still your president, Donald J. Trump, and it feels good to say that still was at Mount Rushmore yesterday, and surprise, surprise, all these protesters were out there whining and crying. Look, you Indians need to just get over it, okay? Because the United States government gave you that land a long time ago, and then they took it back. I don't know what that's called. Somebody should create a phrase for that where you give somebody something and then you take it back. But I digest. My ancestors stole that land fair and square, and if these Native Americans don't like it, they can go back to where they came from. Mount Rushmore is sacred, and that's what these Native Americans don't seem to understand. You know, you got George Washington. He was our first president. Thomas Jefferson, he wrote that thing Nicolas Cage is always trying to steal. Abraham Lincoln, he won that war that me and a bunch of people seem to forget the South lost. And you got Teddy Roosevelt. He's the Ringo of the group. And you go there and you look up and you just stand in awe. You know, and you got the those four giant pale faces looking down on you and it just makes you wonder how big they would have made their peckers had they not run out of mountain, but Mount Rushmore is sacred. And it's one of the, it is one of the most beautiful gift shops I have ever been to. And it's not as good as the 9-11 one, but it's pretty good. And that, and that's how you can tell stuff is sacred in our country by how good the gift shop is. You know, I'm sure George Washington was crossing the Delaware thinking, God damn, I hope I get a refrigerator magnet out of this. So you people need to leave Mount Rushmore alone. It's sacred. It's what our forefathers would have wanted. Where do you think we even got that phrase to begin with? There's four of them up there. So leave Mount Rushmore alone. Now get off my property. <coughs> And that is Brent, our, uh, our opposing opinion correspondent. Who says we don't have opposing opinions here? Pretty much everybody that listens to us. <laughs> oh, once again, 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428, at Taxi Stand Hour on the Twitter. And you, hey, if you're watching us on the scope the scope yeah drop us a little line there too <clears throat> excuse me well so, that's it that's it for the uh for the tape for the film for the uh for the records for the uh for the recordings for the audio oh you made it sound like you had enough to last us into wednesday for christ's sake i got us to an hour within 20, 15 minutes of the end of the show for goodness sake Normally, we don't play anything in the second hour. Yeah, well, you know, what can I say? Should we get back to talking about donuts? Oh, <laughs> I got donuts here, but... Uh, oh. Kids made uh, cinnamon rolls. See, there's here. cinnamon again. They were very good. I had a little piece of one, and all of a sudden I heard this... Ding, 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 ding. Blood sugar... Well, it's going to happen. Good Lord. It's going to happen. You know, you got to 
Oh, so, oh, you know what we haven't talked about here on the big Saturday show? Well, in, we haven't we in, talked about. In the second half hour of the uh, hour number two of the big Taxi Stand Hour program. Okay. My bicycle. I want to ride my bicycle. I want to ride my bike. Now, if you haven't been listening on the big nighttime version of the show, uh, the quarantine edition, your old Uncle Ed here. It's coming up on a month now. Uh, one, two, three, uh, almost four weeks now. I purchased online what they call one of their new newfangled e-bikes. Electric XP. Not electric, electric. Lop off that first E for Ed. Uh, kind of like they lop off the A in, in America. America. And they had a <laughs> U in there too. So I ordered my bike. It's an e-bike. A uh, couple of reasons. A, I want to get out and get a little bit more active. B, I am day 118. I need to get out of here. Uh, and I don't want to move the car because I got the ideal parking spot now. Uh, and the the beauty of the electric bike is that I can pedal when I when I want to and the bike will propel me when, when I don't or can't. So I can go venture out and I don't have to worry about getting myself back as opposed to walking. If I get tired, if I get winded or whatever the case may be, then I'm stuck. Uh, I ordered some accessories too. And, and what was kind of nice was that um, the price of the bike is relatively cheap. It's eight ninety nine, which for an, for an e-bike is is pretty darn good. And thanks to a combination of Amazon offering me a credit card and my current my newest credit card offering me cash back, my accessories have cost me. Uh, I got about $350 coming back in ex- in money between the two credit cards. So my accessories cost me nothing. And by that, I mean I bought a, I bought a bag for the back. I bought uh, mirrors and a headlight. And the bike comes with a headlight, but it, it's not very bright. So, uh, and, and all Uncle Ed is doing now is sitting. I bought a helmet, too, by the way. I went out one day this past week. I wanted, the only thing I wanted to purchase in person for sure was the helmet because I want to be able to feel it, put it on my noggin and, and go from there. I went to two different bike stores. Not only were they all sold out of bikes, they're sold out of helmets and all the popular accessories. Uh, apparently since all this started, especially here in New York, bike sales through the roof, they can't keep them in stock. All they're doing now mainly is repairing them uh, and helmets and all that kind of thing. You can't buy them. I, again, I, I, I bought it online. I bought it through Amazon. And, uh, you know, we'll see when it yeah. gets here. Here's the thing that, uh, and I, I've, I've said this before, but one of the main reasons why Ed bought a bike, I believe, is he can get outside, get some fresh air, and guarantee he'll have plenty of social distancing. Well, yeah. Yeah, I get on my bike and putter around and... Uh, you know, he'll have plenty of social distancing because they're going to see him coming. Mm-hmm. And they're going to scatter. They're going to scatter like cockroaches. <laughs> oh, ye of little faith. 
See, and this is why people don't want to get out and do things because of because of ingrates like you, that will that will make fun. Of uh, you'll see, you'll see video of me on my bike. Oh man, this this this, this is gonna we're gonna put uh, the video up here, and it's gonna go viral like you. We're gonna put it up on the website. Never seen viral. For sure, for sure. Oh, by the way, something else we haven't had the opportunity to talk about here for a couple of weeks here on the Big Saturday Show is uh, baseball. Baseball? Baseball. We, uh, you, you better get your fill here because it ain't going to happen anyplace else, kids and kittens. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't see the... Oh, by the way, the NBA is still going to try this in mm. Orlando, Florida. In Florida, which is now the hot spot for COVID. It's just it's Disney opened reopened at nine a.m. this morning Eastern in the hot spot of COVID. Sorry, I don't think so. So uh, yeah, we're playing baseball. We are throwback baseball. Throwback baseball. Hey, it's new to you. Uh, that's our new that's our new tagline for that. <laughs> it's new to you. Uh, but we uh, we've got over 500 games to to choose from right now uh and basically i'm i'm doing it randomly i i'm letting uh, the computer pick the games uh i'm trying to sort out unfortunately we have a predominance of uh, new york yankees and new york mets games and while we certainly will be playing them we don't want to overload the schedule with with uh with those we're trying to mix in some of the other teams uh so the day game with two 2 p.m games are going to be just random games from from wherever or whenever uh we go as far back as 1934 and as recently as 73 it's either 72 or 73 uh, by the way next week uh tonight 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 is game six of the 1960 World Series, pitting the uh, New York Yankees versus then their Pittsburgh Pirates. Tomorrow is game back seven. Back in Pittsburgh now, back right? In, back in Pittsburgh. Uh, tomorrow is game seven. Uh, you can listen to the uh, exciting conclusion. There's also a uh, uh, one a very famous moment that happens at the end of that game. So tune in. Uh, you can actually catch it on the weekends. We, we repeat those games. At, we play them at 7 p.m. and at 10 p.m. Uh, 10 p.m. during the week, uh, you'll you'll find the uh, the night games. And when we're not on, we're on Monday through Thursday live. When we're not on, we're playing baseball at 7 p.m. on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Next week, uh, the night games will be the 1971 World Series. The same Pittsburgh Pirates versus the Baltimore Orioles. Well, I was just going to say. Not the same Pittsburgh Pirates, but the Pirates versus the Orioles. And clearly what we're doing here is we're putting a seven-game series so that you can listen and still not know. You know. Now, that's when uh, that's when Palmer pitched for the uh, Orioles, if I'm not mistaken. I'm going to say yes, because I believe he was with them, I believe... He was with them when when they played the Mets two years earlier. Mm-hmm. By the way, the Orioles were something in that in that era. Man, yes, they, yes, they were. They, they were in yes, the series. They were. they were in the series like every year. It seemed like. Uh, I had the had the privilege of actually seeing the Orioles in uh, 
uh, Memorial Stadium a couple of times. Did you know? Yeah, when I when I lived out with my uncle out in Maryland for roughly three years. Uh, excuse me. So anyway, as far as pro- programming goes, uh, we got that. We got your baseball fix for you. We're uh, got anything else you want to listen to? Give us. A well, call. by the way, I I tend to be the dissenting opinion here. Uh, there, as far as uh, getting this baseball season up, baseball probably has the best chance of successfully at least starting. And I'll tell you, for no other reason is they're playing these games outside. Now, you and I, neither one of us know what the plans are as far as keeping players apart as much as possible. Just little things that that they're doing. I think that they'll, they'll be able to at least get it started. Maybe they, they won't be able to finish it. I think that you're going to wind up seeing that the roster that you start with will definitely not be the roster that you finish with. But baseball has the ability by their own rules to be able to uh, shuffle people in and out of that roster. Um, which these other sports really don't have the, the same luxury, I don't believe. So I think I, it is, is it going to look the same as, as any other year? I, I highly doubt it, but they'll be able, they'll be able to get to, they'll be able to get it on the road. I believe that's just one man's opinion. I, and I have no expertise to be able to even justify that. All right. That was one man's opinion. Here's a real man's opinion. Um, <laughs> you never know when that shot's going to come now, do you, John? You just never mm-hmm. know. Go ahead. Flow it out. With being being next to me is like it's like tiptoeing through a minefield. <laughs> you ain't never lied there. Holy Christ. <laughs> So the difference baseball has right now with with and I don't believe any of these sports are going to get get up and going really. Uh it's not that I don't want them to. I just don't think it's going to happen. Uh the difference that baseball has right now as opposed to basketball, hockey and uh, oh, basketball and hockey. I'm got football on the brain. Is that basketball and hockey are not going to travel the NHL, I believe, they're going to be in two locations, uh, primarily, and the NBA is going to be in Orlando. Whereas, which makes a load of sense when the fire of of hell itself, as far as COVID is concerned. Well, of course, they didn't think that they didn't know that. Anyway, but with the baseball players, they're going to be traveling. They're going to be out and about in public. Uh, They're going to be traveling to different cities, and I don't care how many times you tell a grown-ass man who's only ever known baseball as as his job. Oh, when, when when we're in Detroit, you can't do anything. When we're in Chicago, you have to stay in your hotel room. You don't think one of these guys is going to find his way out 
of the hotel. You don't think one of them's going to wind up with a hooker or at a bar or something like that? These guys, these guys have very little self-control. Not all of them, but uh, but some of them. And remember, this is one of those situations. You don't need but one. You got a forty-man roster. Fine, I put forty nuns together. I I guarantee you, at least one of them will do something stupid. <laughs> And keep in mind, that's just the players. You've also got the support staff. There are too many people involved that are moving around. Bringing this sideshow from town to town, up and down the dial. For it not to get out of hand. If they're going to play, for instance, if you were going to say, Everybody's going to play play in New York, where you got two stadiums. You can you can squeeze you know, or we're going to play in New York and and uh, and and San Francisco, cities that have two stadiums each. All the games, American League on the West Coast, National League on the East Coast, something like that, where you've got two functioning major league stadiums that uh, that you can work with, but. It's not going to well, work. These stadiums have taken their precautions. I mean, I. But again, you got people loose out in the wild, and they're going to. This is not where the NBA, where they're literally locking them down in Orlando, although some of them will get out, but at least they're uh-huh. all together. Okay. Uh, you're actually leaving the state in many cases. Mm-hmm. In every case, when you travel. Traveling is a bad idea for a large group of people right now. Sure, you can get chartered planes, but again, it's one once you hit the ground. I'm sorry, somebody's gonna gonna go out because it'll be. Eh, I'm okay. I'm young. I'm healthy. I can't possibly get it. Not me. You know who's gonna wind up being the MVP? Of both leagues, the doctors. Well, yeah, that too. But the the guy who can start on day one and finish and finish those are going to be your MVP candidates. Yeah, that's uh, your survivor. Isn't that sad? Survivor they could be hit, they could be hitting below the Mendoza line, <laughs> and they're going to wind up being the MVP because they managed. You know who's going to get be the- through. The real MVP, the clubhouse guys who make sure all those uniforms are, are sanitized and, you know. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, hey, speaking of sanitize, I actually got a, um, I don't know if the word is vindication or whatnot. You can, when I tell you this, you're going to wonder. <sighs> Remember I told you I've been using Lysol? Yes. Primarily instead of this stuff that the company gave us that you squirted. Yes. And it was very directional. Yes. I heard something uh, last week. Lysol works just fine for cleaning and sanitizing areas that um, preventing the virus. It killed. What I'm trying to say is it does indeed kill the coronavirus i for one couldn't be happier for you well you know hey i knew it all along i know you're smart me in my 10th grade education 
Hey, I think they're playing our song, which, by the way, I heard in the diner a couple of days ago. Too late to bring that up. (laughs) So, that means it's time to say goodbye here. So, from the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I'm still John Shannon. And in the immortal, excuse me, immortal words, immortal, ah, whatever, I got the money. See ya!